Hey everyone, welcome to the Lighthouse Podcast, where you can hear our latest teachings and conversations. We are in week four of our series, Teach Us to Pray which is a deep dive into the Lord's Prayer from Luke chapter 11. And a reminder, as we move through this series, and as we move closer to Christmas and closer to the new year and closer to the opening of the new church, I want just a reminder that we are moving together spiritually as a, as a group, as a congregation, as a church, as a family, as a group of friends. We're we're, we're not just moving along in the calendar, we're not just opening a new church, but we're moving together spiritually, at least that is the goal, and our topics and our themes that we're focusing on each week are intentional to prepare us for our next season of ministry as a church, so when we get there, that we're, that we're ready, and uh, ready for what God wants to do, so by the time the new church is open, uh, we'll be so fired up, we'll have to give each, each one of you your own fire extinguisher as you come into the building. You know, you're just going to combust, and uh, that's going to be exciting. Um, if you've never been on fire, you can look forward to that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to combust when the new church opens. That's great. Also, you'll be excited to know that uh, this Christmas we are going to be holding our fourth annual once-in-a-lifetime Christmas offering. Woo! And uh, you should be excited about that because those offerings have been huge and, and so helpful in keeping our debt down and uh, keeping us in the, the good financial position that we're in as a church, able to do what we're able to do. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, we don't want to be mortgage poor. No. Nope. Uh, we don't want to pay any more interest than we have to. Uh, we don't want to pass on a bunch of debt to all those little people that just ran downstairs. Like, you don't want to say, well, the kids can worry about it. No. We don't want to saddle them with that. And we want to be able to do ministry on our island the way that God has called us to do that. So we don't want all of our money going into that building. We want to be able to minister uh, the way that God has called us to minister. Okay. It is Luke chapter 11. And the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. And his response to them is what we call the Lord's Prayer. And so far in this series, we've looked at Father. We've looked at Holy is Your Name. Uh, last Sunday, we looked at Your Kingdom Come. And we're in verse 3 this morning. We'll put it up on the screen here. Luke chapter 11, verse 3, where Jesus continues his prayer by telling them, by telling us, to ask God to give us each day the food that we need. And there is a surprise hidden in this text. How many of you like surprises? Like three of you. Yeah, most people don't. It's like, okay, well, what kind of surprise? Right? What, what are we talking about? How about scrounging through your purse or putting on a winter coat and finding money that you did not know you had? You know, every year, every spring, when you put your winter coat away, you should put a $20 bill in the pocket. <laughs> and then in the fall, on the way, like, I, what? look at that. I didn't know. How'd that get in there? Because 
If you're like me, you'll forget you even put it in there. I literally went into the bedroom once this week and thought, why am I here? And I stood there for a few minutes, and then I couldn't remember if I was coming or going. <laughs> True story. Um, where am I? Oh, it's like scrounging through your purse and finding money that you did not know you had. It's the surprise that, in, that is in this verse is getting far more than what you expected. This verse is a place in Scripture. It's one of those places where the more we dig, the more we find, and the better it is. In the English language, I just can't put the, the, the meaning or the, the texture on this verse. Um, it's like the verse was meant to be read in 3D, but the English language is flat. And we, we just don't have a way of seeing it the way that we're supposed to, but we're going to before we leave here this morning. So we're going to talk about uh, give, the first word in this verse. We're going to talk about food, and then we're going to talk about the surprise bonus uh, 3D part that's coming up. So when Jesus teaches them and us how to pray, he teaches us to posture our hearts towards heaven and recognize God as the giver of all good things. Luke chapter 11, verse 3 says, give. You can turn to God and say, go ahead, give. You know, just let it, let it happen. You can turn your heart towards heaven. And for your heart to be right in prayer, you have to start with a proper image of who God is. And Jesus wants us to know and remember and acknowledge that what we have comes from a God who gives. He is a giving God, and you've got to get that right in your heart so that when you go to prayer, you realize and you recognize and you remember that, hey, he wants to give. He loves to give. It's, it's, he's a giving God. It's who he is. It's what he does. You've got to recognize and acknowledge that all the things that you have in what you receive in this world is not because you are so cute. It's not because you're so smart or even because you've worked hard, which is, which is there's nothing wrong with working hard. And you can, people can say, well, I earned it and I worked for it. God gave it. God gave it. There is a system, a pattern of giving that was in place when God set this universe in motion. Giving is deep in the heart of God. It's deep in the character of God. Giving is woven throughout Scripture. And if, if you are not yet on or have not been on the, the salvation receiving side of God's grace and God's forgiveness, like if, if you don't know God as Savior, then you might not see God as giver. Like you might not understand that until you cross that line of faith and you receive forgiveness for garbage, right? And your debt is paid and you, you, you start to understand God's grace and his mercy and you get things that you don't deserve and all of a sudden you realize, well, oh, he's good. He, he, he's a giving, a giving God. And if you've never been on that side of under the spout of God's grace, then you might not see him as a good God or as a giving God. And so people who don't know him come up with conclusions on their own about who he is and where, where their, their daily bread comes from, right? 
When the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, Jesus said, you, us, we, you can go to God, you can approach God, and you can ask God, and you can expect good things from God. The soil and the seed and the water and the sun, did you make any of those things on your own? The answer is no. I know you've got your mask on, but, but the answer is no, you did not. The soil and the seed and the water and the sun are by God's design. You did not have to teach the seed how to germinate and multiply. You know, you don't, you know I mean, maybe you do talk to them, but you, I mean, it's not really doing any good to say, come on, you can do it. You know, germinate, you can do it. The magic that happens there, the, the miracle of it is by God's design. And part of worshiping and praying and living this thing called the Christian life is acknowledging that everything that I have is a gift from God. If it's water or shelter or a hug from a child, it is a gift from God. Every lobster that crawls into a trap this week and goes off to market is a gift from God. Did you make the lobsters? <laughs> Did you teach them how to love bait, the smell of fresh bait? <laughs> They're a gift from God. Season starts Tuesday. Let's, let's, I don't know, we'll have to edit this out of the video maybe, but let's stop right here and pray for the lobster season. Let's do that. Lord, we, we thank you for our island and this little place on your earth that we get to live where most of us feel like we're the luckiest people alive. And, and we know, Lord, that the, the sea is a, it's just, there's no way to state how big a part of our lives it is and what it means to so many. And we recognize, Lord, that all the, the bounty that is there comes from you. It's all yours. And you allow us to catch some of it and find some of it and, and uh, turn that into other resources. And we recognize that that comes from you. So, Lord, we just want to pray for this coming lobster season. We pray for safety. Lord, that you would, uh, that you would protect each, each boat and each fisher person. And uh, Lord, that, that through it all, the hearts would recognize that, that this comes from you and uh, that we would steward what comes in well in ways that would honor you. And so protect the lobster season. Bless each, each one we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, it all comes from him. A few verses from, from Psalms. I'm going to roll through these pretty fast, but I'll give you the text if you want to write them down or you can watch this later. Psalm 104.14 says, You cause grass to grow for the livestock and plants for people to use, like coffee beans. 
You allow them to produce food from the earth. Psalm 136, 25. He gives food to every living thing. His faithful love endures forever. Psalm 145, verse 13. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. The Lord keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. The eyes of all look to you in hope. You give them their food as they need it. When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in everything he does. He is filled with kindness. Psalm 147, verse 7. Sing out your thanks to the Lord. Sing praises to our God with a harp. He covers the heavens with clouds, provides rain for the earth, makes the grass grow in mountain pastures, gives food to the wild animals, and feeds the young ravens when they cry. On a flat surface level, we read Luke chapter 11, verse 3, as though God gives us the bread, which bread can be further in interpreted to mean uh, food and, and the necessities and basics of life, that God gives us the bread that we need on a daily basis. And, th and that's good. You know, I say, well, that's, you know, God gave us bread. In the new church, when we preach on subjects like this, we'll be able to bake fresh bread right over there. And then it'll be wafting through. And it'll just be, it'll just smell like heaven. Now that I've got you totally distracted. So on a flat surface, we would, we would look at the verse which says, give us our daily bread, which is good. But that's not exactly all that the verse says or means. Wait, there's more. It's the word that Jesus used for daily. When he says daily bread, that is loaded. And the word that Jesus used for daily is a word that I cannot pronounce, and I'm not going to try to. It's a very, very rare word. It is only used in Scripture twice. We see it in Luke's version of the Lord's Prayer, and we see it in Matthew's version of the Lord's Prayer, and never again. It's a very rare word in ancient literature. It doesn't appear very, very often. So it is a very carefully chosen word for a very specific meaning, and we're supposed to know what that is, but the English language just is flat. It just, it just can't do it for you. If, if the word only meant daily, like daily bread, there are several other words that Luke could have used. He could have made it easy for us. And here, let's put the word up on the screen, and I am not going to try to pronounce it. Now, daily bread is good, and I am thankful for my daily bread. But Jesus is talking about something much greater than daily bread. Now, remember, Jesus is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. This is yes, right? Jesus is all the promises of the Old Testament and more. And he takes what was and he makes it better. Jesus is more than we can imagine. So daily bread in the Lord's Prayer would be better translated as wonder bread or super bread or miracle bread. In a single word, this word that Jesus used right there that I cannot pronounce, in a single word, 
Jesus reminds them of all the time in Israel's history when God made something out of nothing. Wonder bread. All the times when they wondered, where will our supply come from? Is it just going to fall out of the sky? Will we die in the desert? Has God forgotten us? All the times in, in Israel's history when their faith was stretched, all, when there didn't seem to be any way, Jesus is reminding them of their God who literally makes bread fall out of the sky. He literally makes blessings fall out of the sky. You wake in the morning and you go outside your tent and there is bread on the ground for you to consume. It just happens. Not because you're cute. Not because you are smart. Not because you worked hard. But because God is good and he, and he gives. And there's, there's bread. He brings water out of stones. He leads us to green pastures and quiet streams. He strengthens us for the journey. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. When our enemies think that we're trapped or defeated, Jesus makes a way. He prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. He opens the seas and the rivers for us to walk through. He only needs one small stone and a little bit of faith to defeat our giants. He is in the fire. He is in the desert. He brings rain when we are parched and we are desperate. It's more than just daily bread. It's wonder bread. In one word, he poo, blows their minds. He says, remember who I am. It reminds us that, that God is faithful, that his promises are true, that his love never fails. It looks back and it looks ahead. We can trust him. We should not fear. We should not be anxious for the future. Now let's look at John chapter 6, verse 22. And I don't have it bookmarked like I should, so you're going to have to wait till I get there. John chapter 6, verse 22. And we'll just put it up on the screen here now so you can kind of read as I explain where we are. In John chapter 6, huge crowds were following Jesus around Galilee. And Jesus teaches these crowds and us this morning the difference between bread and wonder bread. It's the difference between following Jesus for what he can do for you or following Jesus for who he is to you. Get your head around that. Following Jesus for, for what he can do for you. Lord, I, I know I want lots of bread. Or following Jesus for who he is to you. It's the difference between just getting a, a little bit of Jesus here and there. You know, I think, I'm, I, think I need a Jesus snack. You know, I think I, need, I think I need a drink of Jesus. Just getting a little bit here and there and then going on, doing your thing. Come back a little later, a little more Jesus, go on. It's the difference between when you are getting just a little Jesus here and there or being completely, completely submerged in the glory and majesty, the wonder of who he is. 
So the crowds have been following Jesus by the thousands. And uh, Jesus has been teaching and healing. And uh, one day church ran a little late. And people forgot to pack a lunch. And Jesus took the five loaves and two fish from a young boy. And he just kept multiplying it over and over and over until many thousands of people were fed. And then they went around and collected all the leftovers. That's who he is. That's your God. That's who he is. That's what he does. He takes what we have and he does more than we could imagine. So the crowd enjoyed, they, they enjoyed the, the fish and chips. So that's good. That's good. We like that. And so they got hungry again and they're like, where's Jesus? You see it? Where is he? Where's Jesus? I, I, you know, I'm hungry again. And uh, they, they gathered up some boats, and they traveled from one side of Galilee to the other. And I, I've been there many times. So I'll take you there. We can go. But we've got to build the new church first. And then we can go from Tiberias. Take a, take a boat. We'll literally get on a boat, and we'll sail from Tiberias over to Capernaum. We'll make this trip right here. So they get some boats, and they sail from Tiberias over to Capernaum to find Jesus. And they find him. They're like, oh, oh, hey, Jesus. So, like, when did you get here? Do I smell fish? Verse 26. If we could look at verse 26. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. You want to be with me because I fed you. You smell fish. You're looking for lunch. Not because you understood the, miracle, the miraculous signs, the wonder bread. You want the food, but not the signs. You're looking for daily bread, but you're missing the wonder bread, the, the bigger picture of who he really is. And Jesus tells him, don't focus on the, the temporary and the things, the, the perishable. Don't focus on things like food, but... But get your mind and your hearts set on, on eternity and on things that will last forever. In other words, God is not your vending machine. You know, I, I need a little bit of Jesus. You know, let me, get, let me just get something to fix this, this crave right now. God is not your drive-through. God is not break glass in case of emergency. It's what Jesus tries to explain to them. And they're like, oh, 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 oh we, want, we want those things too, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verse 29, Jesus told them, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he has sent. They answered, show us a miraculous sign if you want us to believe in you. Can you imagine? He just fed like 10,000 of them. How, we, how quickly we forget who God is. Like, well, if you just, you know, do it again, Jesus, and, uh, you know, uh, God help us, how quickly we forget. They said to him, what can you do? After all, verse 31, our ancestors ate manna while they journeyed through the wilderness. The scriptures say Moses gave them bread from heaven 
to eat. Can he show us a sign? That's the problem with daily bread. You're always looking for the next, the next thing. It's never enough. You forget about it quickly. And they're still thinking with their stomachs. And they say, Moses gave his people manna from heaven. What can you do for us? Any tricks up your sleeve? And one of the lessons here certainly is don't get smart with God. Right? If Jesus teaches them the difference between daily bread and wonder bread. Verses 32 to 35, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, Moses didn't give you bread from heaven. God did. It's not because you're cute. It's not because you're smart. It comes from God. And now he offers you the true bread, wonder bread, from heaven. The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, the tone changes. Give us that bread. We want that bread. They changed from fish and chips to seeing who Jesus really is. They're like, oh, there's a better bread here, and we need it. And Jesus replied in verse 35, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Wow. Don't give Moses credit for what God did. Don't settle for bread on the ground when God gives you the bread of life. Why are you focused on manna when you have the Son of Man standing in front of you? And so, oh, Jesus, do, do something, do, do a trick. Do a miracle, do, do something cool. Like Moses, Moses, Moses came up with manna for his people. They were thinking about manna when they had the Son of Man standing in front of them. When the children of Israel were hungry, if they cried out to Moses, Moses went to God, God heard their cry, and God gave them bread. Now think about it. When you realize your emptiness and you cry out to God, God hears your cry and he gives you Jesus, the bread of life. Manna was found lying on the ground each morning. Jesus laid down his body for us so that we could find new mercies each morning. Manna was received and broken and they gave thanks. Jesus gave his body, allowed it to be broken on the cross. And we receive it as a gift and we give thanks when you take the bread and the cup. It represents the, the body of Jesus that was broken for us. He's not manna, he's not bread, he's, he's better than. He's greater than, he's, he's wonder bread, super bread, miracle bread. Manna came from heaven to feed and fill and energize a people as they moved away from bondage and towards the promised land. Jesus came from heaven into our desperation to fill us and restore us and energize us as we continue our journey away from bondage towards eternity with him in heaven. 
Jesus tells them that he is the bread of life. Whoever comes to him will never hunger again, will never thirst again. He's better than manna. He's better than bread. He is the one true bread come from heaven. He is wonder bread. So, when he tells his disciples in Luke chapter 11, verse 3, to ask God to give them their daily bread, this is what he means. You cannot see it in the English language. It's a very rare word. It's only used twice in Scripture. When he says to them, ask God, give us each day the bread that we need. Give me Jesus. It's, 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 it's not about bread. It's about Jesus. Give me more and more Jesus, get my focus off of the, the earthly and the temporal things, like where's my next lunch? My spiritual condition matters more than my earthly position. What happens if not one lobster crawls into a trap this week? <laughs> Jesus is Lord, he's king. My spiritual condition matters more than my earthly position. And we're going to edit that out of the sermon and just in case no lobsters crawl into traps this week. People blame me. When you hunger and thirst for more Jesus every day, gang, Lighthouse Church, when we hunger and thirst for more Jesus every day, we're starting to understand the Lord's Prayer. Give us each day. Give me every day the bread that I need. And it's Jesus. Let's pray together. Oh God, we thank you for your word. It is so rich and full. And and you have fed us this morning the bread of life. Jesus, you are here. And Lord, I know that your word is, it, it, it does not return void. I know, Lord, that this is good soil and your, your word is falling on, on hungry and thirsty hearts, people who want more of you this morning. And for some, this probably, this text, these words probably came along at just the right time. This is what they needed from you this morning. They just needed to feast on you, to have a, a table prepared before them where they could, they could get more of you. And uh, so I, I pray, Lord, as we as we continue to dwell on this and feed on your, your, your goodness and your truth and your presence, that, that you would continually uh, reveal to us how awesome you are as we follow you and trust you and serve you with our lives. So again, Lord, be with us as we go into um, this week. It's always an exciting week on Graham and Ann. And help us to trust you 
uh, with our lives, whether you give or take away, we'll say that you are good. God is good. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, Amen. Thanks for listening and joining us today. If you'd like to know more about the Lighthouse Church, you can find us on Facebook at Lighthouse Graham and Ann or on Instagram at The Lighthouse GM. We'd love to chat with you more. Maybe something jumped out at you or grabbed your attention while you were listening today. We would love to talk with you and discuss some of the deeper questions of life together. God loves you, we love you, and we're in this together.